Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Not quite so fast. Not quite the mayor. <laughs> you got Jake Coles from Channel 5. Sorry to disappoint, but I'm going to do my best to live up to that disappointment today. Rookie, of course, always gone when I'm filling in. I'm not taking a hint, but that's fine. Well, but in his defense, <laughs> yeah. he would have been here today. However, ah. his daughter is playing in the high school hockey tournament. St. Did Paul they United. make it? They, they lost ma- last night last to Alexandria, night? so now they're playing. They're actually playing right now. In the other, in yep. the is it the consolation, the, the losers third place bracket. game, whatever we call the it, the losers yes. bracket. Yeah, so but otherwise, still he, there. Otherwise, he would have been here today. Well, it's okay. He said Roy Smalley was his favorite fill-in host. So God, you're not going to let that go. No, I'm not. You? And you, so you, sir, are my favorite. Well, thank you, fill-in producer. Thank you. I appreciate. <laughs> that, and Heights Jay. here. We got him. We got everybody else. Yeah, we got Kenny coming in later, and I'll hang around with Royce. He's down in Florida. I, I, Reavers, I couldn't be excited for two re, more. I couldn't be more excited for right. two reasons. All right. One, it's always fun to be here with you. Thank you. <laughs> well, it is an honor. I, I will, yeah. I will admit I'm that. A, I'm a big Pinocchio on that. Just the nose is getting bigger with every line. But why else? But last night, my heart was in my throat. Yes. I can say it over an Olympic event in the winter. I do like the half pipe. I do like the big air. I do like the GS. I do like the short track. There's some things about the Winter Games that I will, if I if I happen to be flipping through and catch it, I'll 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 hang right. All right. Not big. I when I tuned in the first night and I saw the figure skating with what's his name Johnny. Uh, the, uh, the, he's the color commentator. Oh, Johnny Weir. Johnny Weir. Yep. <laughs> Johnny Weir. Uh, uh, the oh the other Terry Lipinski and the other dude. So you had the dude who's normal. "Quote unquote," the normal host. That's an odd word to use, but okay. <laughs> well, I should say okay. I misused it. I meant regular. The, reg- the regular, the regular kind of might even be worse. The kind of, no, the regular, uh, the, the straight guy. Kind of the straight, the guy, the guy who always does it, and not as in sexual orientation. Correct. He's being the straight man as, in in terms of and, the broadcast. And, and, the, and the regular, like Joe, would be the regular normal host here, <laughs> right? Sure, or Abby normal, one of the two, but. So you got that guy. And Johnny wears the flamboyant guy. Oh, and, He's eccentric. And you got Tara gotcha. in the middle yep. and then Johnny. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Now I'm with you. Here so, we go. So I had to do the double take and I sent a text to my daughter who happens to be gay. Right? Mm-hmm. So okay. I, 
I said, hey, did I, I did I I thought I got Pride Fest here for a second. Or did I get did I get the Hunger Games? Because <laughs> I couldn't tell what I was looking at. What, what you had the Wall Street Banker. It was the first night of the Olympics when they went to figure skating. Okay, okay. And it was just right out of the gate. They had the guy who looks like he was a Wall Street investment banker, Terrell Lipinski, who's a little over the top. Sure. And then Johnny Weir, who's way over the top. You I don't know what I was watching I for a second. I appreciate In the end, it was fine. Yeah. It was fine. I actually enjoy when they're... Because it was they have insight was, that... They do. On, on the given... I, I don't know what I'm watching. I know if, if they right. fall down, that's bad. No, But I was, don't know what some of the other things that's going on. And I'm not in that camp that how can this be? That's not... My whole point was, we have come a long way, baby. But I will and, tell you... Here, here's yeah. the thing. I will tell you this. I much would rather listen to those two talk about figure skating because it's entertaining. Right. It's exactly they're they're they're, they're, they're great. giving me insight. You know who has been awful? And I noticed uh-uh. it again last night. Bodie Miller. Bodie Miller's bad. Sucks. Yep, I agree. First of all, he's yes. he's screaming all the time, which yep. I, I don't I'm not a fan of that to begin with. Right. But but he's also it's like it's it's like they put me and had me commentate on downhill ski. I don't know what I'm looking at. You just insulted he's yourself. A, but he's don't a insult moron. yourself. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And it, as soon as you said, do you know who I don't oh. like? I went right to Bodie Miller because I don't like him either as a color commentator or you had analyst the, or whatever they are. The, the great, the you know, we all knew the outcome, but we got to last night. You know, the bride night. Br- the bride is all in. She's right. wall yeah, to wall. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to watch every second, it, which is cool because right. I don't mind watching it either because it's sports. It's great. Yeah, but. Last night, I already knew the outcome of the the cross country skiing final. I know that the gal from from Afton won, but they had televised it on NBC. She had no idea what had happened. Oh, okay. So she was watching it fresh, yeah, and yeah. I was watching it with her. It was a really cool moment. It was good. But then I'm hearing Bodie Miller. <laughs> okay, dude. I asked her, I'm like, can we shut the sound off at least? Yeah, no. She said, no, I want to hear the crowd. And, and I wanted to like Bodie. I did too. Because I thought, oh, Bodie Miller. Oh, he's dreadful. He's going to be good. And then he, yeah, I'm in agreement. He was not. Okay. And I did. It was nice to see Jesse Duggan. Yeah. Win. Yeah. That was fantastic. But last night, I didn't anticipate this happening to me, but it did. I I had the nerves, the sweaty, I had the sweaty palms, I, I had the heart and the throat, the women's. Gold medal hockey game against Canada. Now, I know, I know, there's always going to just be U.S. and Canada. Sure. I get it. There's only eight teams and only two are good. But it's still a gold medal and game. It's still a gold medal game, and you just get into the moment and enjoy it, right? It's yep. entertainment. I, I So I turn it on. I'm texting my daughter. My daughter played at UMD for, for Duluth, played for the Bulldogs. Yeah, that's right, yes. So, so I had known this, and I don't know why it didn't register with me until that moment. Seven of the U.S. team members, I know personally, and I know their families very well. Three of them, my daughter has played with since she was 10. And this just dawned on you last night? You know, know, I guess I knew. You know, I was like, oh, good, they made the Olympics. (laughs) Time out. Time, Time out. Jay, if this was, you know, one of my one of my buddies that uh, that this happened, you work in the bleeping news department. I know, I know. Again, I know this isn't investigative journalism, but for I it's know. part of our career that we kind of have to pay attention to a lot of these well, different various things. I guess I was aware, but I was not emotionally. Con- I, did, I didn't wow. have the. It was as if I was watching my daughter play a U twelve game. Because Reavers, think about how cool it. I, and I, so I was all wrapped up in it. I I could hardly stand 
the tension going into the shootout. Well, and your daughter I, played at Shattuck, right? She played at Shattuck. Yeah, so I, I would imagine that she's it, kind of connected to this entire team. All of them, even on the Canadian side. <laughs> just the, head coach, the head coach for Canada I wanna, <laughs> was Madison's assistant coach at UMD. I wish I had been Laura sit- Schuler. I know Laura. I wish I had been sitting next I, to you when the light bulb went off. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, it was it wasn't until because I hadn't watched any of the other games up to this point, but I got I, uh, emotionally because three of the U.S. women's team, the backup goalie Alex Rigsby, Brianna Decker, the one who took the shot to the head in front of the net and came back strong, yep, and Amanda Kessel, Phil Kessel's younger sister, sure. Those are three Wisconsin girls. So my daughter played for a team called the Madison Capitals. It, it's a tier one. Deal like but, a junior junior team. Yeah, but it but it but it starts at the they you go for state tryouts when you're ten. Oh, for okay. the U twelve team. Okay. So I called my daughter when I yeah, like the bell went off. I said, "Do you realize I have a photo of your U twelve team because I got your U twelve, your U fourteen, your U sixteen, and then your college teams, right? Yeah, your parents save all those. Three now imagine a little league baseball team. Sure, of twelve year olds, 10, 11, and twelve year olds." Three of the 17 players on that team, of her U-12 team, were on the Olympic team last night. All 17 of those girls played Division One, and three of them went on to win a gold medal. Now, when I'm sitting at the rink with the other parents 15 years ago, and we're all forming these friendships, I, there's no way any one of us, not even the parents of those three children, would have said, you know... All 17 are going to play Division One hockey, and three of them are going to win a gold medal. So, They're 10, 11, and 12, Reavers. Let me ask you, yeah. uh, how was she taking it in? Was she like really joyful and My happy? And, 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 or was she on an epic bender knowing that I could have been there? You no, know? she because she, she was invited to try out for the U-17 national team. Uh, one of uh, 27 defensemen invited, and she got... Down to like the last fifteen and got oh, cut. Oh wow! Okay, she got so she had her. Sh- she's just not talented enough. Sure, she's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but she, she was just college euphoric and, about how great of a oh, moment that this was. Yeah, and That's not cool. only that. So, so you've got the three that she's known and I've known them and their family since they were ten. Jesus, and then they played at Shattuck together. Sure, Decker and Kessel, Rigsby. Then in college, Sydney Morin. One of the defensemen played with Maddie at UMD. The goalie, Maddie Rooney, played with Maddie at UMD. Now I look over on the Canadian bench, and I've got three other UMDers that she played with, plus the head coach of Canada is her assistant coach from UMD. So for three hours, you were just I was reliving the moment. I myself. Like, my daughter was on the I, – I, because you get to know the kid. How do you not love Brianna Decker as a little 10, 11, 12-year-old kid? Now you're watching that snot-nosed kid compete for a – Gold medal. Thank so, God you didn't make was, other plans. No, you know, not knowing ahead of time that this was kind of a big deal. It was kind of a big deal. Wow. So, congratulations to all of them. And I, my daughter was torn. She said, "You know, obviously I'd like to see the U.S. win, but if Canada wins, I've got four friends, friends on over that there too. plus yeah. my coach." Yeah. So, but congrats to the U.S. Sorry, it took too long. We'll take a break. <laughs> You've been bending over there for a half hour. Wow. <laughs> Okay, after that embarrassing revelation that I had all these deep emotional ties to the U.S. Women's Olympic team and didn't realize until, well, at least I realized before the shootout. <laughs> it's 20, or almost 20 after, uh, still cold out there, still winter. Jay Coles from Channel 5 filling in for the mayor today, along with Reavers and Height and Kenny and the boys and Royce coming in later. And right now I'm going to give you a little update on a story I worked on for Channel 5. I've talked about it on this radio broadcast before. 
Back in November, we took a long, hard look at distracted driving cases, but particularly distracted driving with electronic devices and namely cell phones, okay? To see what was happening with unfortunate, terrible situations where somebody was using an electronic device and it contributed to the accident and death or serious bodily harm to an individual. What type of sentences were those who were convicted of that crime? What were they getting? And what we found, there aren't many cases out there like this, but they're growing in number because obviously cell phones are everywhere. But we discovered that if you were in some way, shape, or form, if there was a connection to the use of the cell phone or electronic device that led to the accident, very hard to prove, it's very hard to prove that the use of the device was the direct cause. In other words, judges are sitting at the bench saying, well, if you don't have videotaped evidence of them on the phone, if you don't have a witness seeing them on the phone, their contention is, yeah, the text came through, it shows that I opened it, but I really didn't open it. It's a hands-free thing, or my phone will signal that it's happened. So unless you can put them in the middle of a sentence of a text, and three seconds later the accident happens, it's very hard to get to that level of beyond a reasonable doubt to get criminal vehicular homicide and a felony conviction. So in a nutshell, what I'm trying to explain to you is the way the laws are written for distracted driving, which were written for the guys and gals out there eating their McDonald's on the way into work or putting the makeup on and causing an accident, they weren't really designed for what we have now, this phenomenon of cell phone and electronic device uses in the car, which can be as serious in terms of distraction levels as to if you're under the influence. So... We went and examined these cases and found little or no jail time for people who were actually killing others. Not Nobody woke up and intentionally said they're going to kill somebody, right? It's a terrible, but but they're, they're not serving any time behind bars. Maybe a lengthy probation, maybe some other things like community service, but that, that doesn't sit well with the families of somebody who lost somebody to negligence. Clearly, it's negligence. I had one case where... Uh, a woman hit a mother of three and killed her. Uh, she had been on a cell phone. She claimed she wasn't using it at the time, but she had been using it leading up to the accident. She got 30 days in jail, lengthy probation and community service. Well, the the husband of the woman who is now deceased said, I don't want to see her life ruined forever, but this is no deterrent. And until we can put some teeth into the law, this is going to continue to happen. That brings in my next guest, State Representative Keith Frankie, the Republican out of uh, St. Paul Park. Representative Frankie saw our stories. He's now introduced a bill. He's kind enough to join us now to explain what that bill will do to try to put some teeth, if you will, into distracted driving cases using a cell phone. Representative Frankie, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, Jay. I appreciate you bringing attention to this issue. Yeah, and I, sorry for the long introduction there, but I had to give the listeners a little bit of the background of how how on the face of it it seems so crazy that you could maim you know seriously injure someone or kill them but yet very little jail time or prison time if you will whatever whatever the case may be and you're going to do something or at least you're going to try at the legislature explain to the listener what your bill would do if you're using a cell phone or electronic device and it contributes to an accident that might kill or seriously injure somebody what does your bill do keith so, sure, we definitely needed to give some context to the discussion. Um, what my bill does is basically it's going to raise up the penalty um, for uh, texting and driving 
or use of an electronic device in a manner that is not a hands-free setting to a felony, pretty much bringing it in line with criminal vehicular homicide. Um, so uh, reaching out and talking with all the different stakeholders, um, I found that uh, Jim Backstrom, Dakota County Prosecutor, is very passionate about this issue. And uh, he said, um, this is what he needs. And he was in discussions with several other county prosecutors in our area in the Twin Cities. And to do their job, to be able to um, be able to, I guess you would say, you know, in a plea bargaining or negotiation of um, settling these cases to give them what they need to put teeth into this. Because currently, as you've said, these, and, and as I've said, the technology is overrun the laws. We need the prosecutors and the judges to have the tools they need to be effective. So you're saying the law, the, the penalties under the law haven't really caught up to the technology because when these distracted driving laws, right now you're, you would be charged under distracted driving to get to criminal vehicular homicide, the felony level of gross negligence, it has to be beyond a reasonable doubt and you got to have that evidence, that direct evidence that the device caused that accident. It's a very difficult judicial standard to get to the prosecutors want to charge it. The judges want to sentence it and convict, but that beyond a reasonable doubt, even though, you know, the phone played a role at the very least is, is that murky area. And they'd rather get a conviction than no conviction. And if it is getting to epidemic levels, like we keep hearing from the department of public safety, our, what you're saying, Keith is, is unless there's a true deterrent, to, to the penalty, if there's a, if the penalty is not a true deterrent, people are just going to keep picking up the phone, figuring I'll pay the citation. What's the big deal, right? I mean, it, the whole idea is not to demonize these people forever who might make this mistake, but to make them really think twice before they pick up the phone. No, that's definitely what I'm hoping to accomplish. Um, as I've said before, yeah, we don't want to demonize anybody. You know, um, there it's a tragedy on both sides, more so for the people who've lost loved ones. Um, my heart goes out to anybody who's lost a loved one in this situation. And currently in statute, I have it right in front of me. Um, the problem is, is it does not define at the level of criminal vehicular homicide right. as uh, as uh, one of the possible charging elements within that law. So no, what you we're get doing to... is adding it to that law along with other things such as um, under the influence of alcohol, controlled right. substance, um, driving over .08, um, certain things to that manner. Uh, so and, we're and, adding this particular language to the law, which gives them, the prosecutors and the judges, what they need to bring a more solid resolution to this. And like I've said before, similar to DWIs, and this is starting to the the tragedies that are happening are starting to overcome the, the accidents um, involving DWIs or uh, alcohol or drug yeah, use no, during the, driving. The, the numbers and of the numbers. Sad to say. The, yeah, the numbers of injuries and deaths are starting to approach those of DWIs in terms of being distracted by your cell phone. That's right. You're right. It's getting to that. It's almost to that level statistically is what you're saying. Right, correct. Yeah, and I think people know that this is coming. I mean, we have to do something. Uh, the Star Tribune came out with a recent survey and poll that said seventy-five percent of the people they polled are in favor of increasing penalties in cases such as this. Yeah. So I mean, the general public knows. I know. Everybody knows. Everybody that I talk to knows that this is something that we need to do. We need to, as human beings, stop and think 
before we pick up that phone in our car while we're driving. Um, I've done it myself. Yep. Uh, as we go along, the more I put time into this, the more and more um, I consciously make that decision not to pick up my phone. Yeah, no, that I'm, is I'm in the, the other seat. I'm the put same. It in the back seat. I'm the same. I told you this before when we did the story. I I used to be of the of the mindset. I did it regularly until I started covering stories about it. Till I started to become more aware of what it was, and and what was actually happening, and how bad the distraction was. It took me a while to get it to go. You know what? That this 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 is too terribly distracting. I can wait that extra five minutes, and and I've come to that a realization without the need of the law. But I, I I think what you're trying to say is this is so common to all of us. Um, how do you not get it? How would you not support it? Because we've all done it. We've all been there. And fortunately, we haven't you know done anything you know to injure somebody because nobody's intending to do that when they pick up the phone. But right now. I was I was surprised when we did our research for the story on Channel Five that there's very little or no jail time for any of these cases across the state. I mean, one of the biggest ones we found was 30 days for a death of a 40 year old woman out in McLeod County. 30 days was one of the longer sentences, Keith. It was really really surprising to me. Right, and that's not going to cause people to think twice. I mean, no. let's be honest here. Uh, you know, today actually was the hands-free rally at yeah. the Capitol, yeah. which I attended with several other um, legislators, both in the House and Senate. And we're seeing wide bipartisan support in these areas, not only for the hands-free, the increased penalties. I believe another legislator, Bob Lunin's looking at, um, from the House, is looking at making some type of graduated penalties, yeah. um, equating uh, the texting and driving, ticketing. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. But similar to DWIs, where you get one, you get two, yeah. um, the penalties go up each time. Um, he has not dropped that. My bill should be coming out today with the numbers, so All right. then I can start to work it through the committee process. We'll follow it. I'm i got to let you go now. i gotta, I got to cut you off, unfortunately. <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, we but can take, go on forever. But yeah, thanks for having me, Jay. I yeah, appreciate it. Yep. Yeah, State Representative Keith Frankie, thanks. Uh, we'll follow that bill because that literally affects everybody that's in our audience, one way, shape, form, or another. We'll be right back after this. Look at that. I'm only four minutes late getting to height in the newsroom today. I'm uh, I'm shaving it down from five, six, seven minutes, Johnny. Yeah, you were good last time, though, yeah. remember? Darn it. I did better last time. <laughs> but see, Dang you're it. making the mistake of thinking that John is mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just, uh, just naturally late, then. Here he is. Thanks, Jay. Uh, Jay. <laughs> Cloudy and 26 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. Gophers uh, finally getting a win last night. Broke a nine-game losing streak by beating Iowa 86-82. to Boy, they made, it, they made it hard at the end, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know how they doing, by the way. Awful. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Ten in a row, nine in a row, something like that. Didn't you just say? Yeah. I, I did the, just say that. When you, when you, yeah. So, so it's kind of half paying attention as I answer a text. <laughs> Don't here. worry, that's what I do but, too. No, listen. I, I, when, when I saw that the badge that they, they, when they couldn't even beat the Badgers the other night, I'm like, okay, they're. But uh, it was in Madison. Yeah, but the Badgers are horrible too. Oh, uh, so are the Gophers. Yeah, they're both really bad. <laughs> Gophers Sorry, are. At, uh, <laughs> they're at Purdue Sunday afternoon, uh, and then the Big Ten tournament starts next Wednesday in New York. Wild back in action tonight, continuing an East Coast swing. They are playing New Jersey. And Twins baseball action today. 
not against a major Oh, that's league right. Team. Six o'clock. Minnesota yeah. Gophers, right? They're playing the Minnesota Gophers. That's correct. Uh, they'll play their first exhibition game of the season tomorrow against a major league team when they play the Red Sox. So uh, things getting into full swing now. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch that baseball game as the snow falls outside. We have four I think, didn't we hear Johnny say at the top of the hour? Winter weather advisory today? Uh, yeah, starting at four today. And into tomorrow. Man. I'm assuming you'll have Dave in a few minutes. He can enlighten you more to what's going on. I don't want to even know. We, I, what, a 72-hour period, we could get anywhere from 6 to 12 inches ah! of snow. So. Yeah. Fun. Uh, news notes from today. At least two Minnesota school districts report they received social media threats today, one day after an Orono student was arrested. For threads posted on social media. I, I I cannot believe these kids are that stupid. You know, I they are. And here, Johnny, just to add to that, mm-hmm. I, I get tips through our little network downstairs, sure. yep. and some get funneled to me. I've had five different districts in the metro, uh, parents reaching out to me where this there have been threats that aren't necessarily yeah. real threats, yeah. but five different districts in the metro today alone. You just mentioned two, right? Yep. I've got five on my phones. Unbelievable. Yep. Uh, Hill City canceled classes today. Posting on Facebook, threats have been sent through social media directed at some Hill City students. Law enforcement is investigating. In Elk River, School District 728 said a report was made by a high school student regarding a social media post that school staff investigated in multiple buildings. Parker Elementary was actually in secure mode for 10 minutes due to communication related to the incident. After a brief period, the school day continued as normal. The district said it worked with law enforcement, determined there was not a threat, and stated classes would resume as normal. Uh, Orono, by the way, uh, schools resumed classes today, but with tighter security after that five-hour district-wide lockdown yesterday. Police said the lockdown stemmed from two threatening social media posts, with one specifying a shooting would happen in the district at noon. One high school student taken into custody. That student is facing charges of making terroristic threats. Police said another student is also being questioned. No weapon was found, according to authorities. You know, I shared this with John before the show started today, but uh, I got an email. My son is in kindergarten. It's my first uh, experience going through this. And our school, the the school my son attends, they sent out a protocol. I, I got through. I couldn't. I couldn't keep reading it. It was making me so depressed for the kindergarten for my kindergarten well, son. That is depressing. And you know, uh, Johnny and I are of, of 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 age, old enough now. Our kids are grown, long gone. Right. Uh-huh. I'm I'm very thankful. That I, I I don't know I, I seriously I don't know how that'd be very hard to deal with with little with the little ones running off like that definitely it, 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 I, I, it's a I don't even know what to make of any of it or, or, or and solution I don't know it's, it's why uh, unbelievable it's why me and craft beer have a really good relationship right. <laughs> there you go yeah. I get it oh it's just it, and it's horrific it. and to think yep. that you know John just mentioned all these stories of these kids that this is in the wake we're less than a, or just just shy of a yeah. week away from what happened down in Florida uh-huh. if I don't even know what the length or I know you said terroristic threats but if there aren't significant punishments handed out to these kids this crap is still going to keep continuing to happen that's the key yes you're right they got to when they're doing cuz most of these are just punks Right, John. Most of these, they said, not mm. realistic, real, and they're just looking for attention. Yep. We'll make yep. an example yep. of these yep. kids. Yep. I think. Yep, mm-hmm. I'm with you on that, bro. President Trump offering an endorsement of the NRA this morning as the organization mounted their offensive against efforts to tighten gun restrictions in the wake of a Florida school shooting that killed 17. It was a contrast just a day after his emotional meeting with students and parents affected by recent school shootings. 
Uh, earlier today, Trump went the furthest he's ever gone on gun control, saying in a tweet he'd push for tougher background checks that screen for mental health, raise the minimum age of buyers to 21, and end the sale of bump stocks. The president then later proposed, quote, a little bit of a bonus for teachers who go through rigorous training to carry guns in the classroom, saying he hoped they would be people with great talent at guns like military veterans. Trump told school and local officials at the White House for a discussion of school safety, you can't hire enough security guards to protect shooters, uh, to protect against shooters, excuse me, but you could have firearms concealed on teachers. The president also said kids are exposed to too many violent games and movies. Perhaps that's something that would have to be looked at. In an attempt to get from Kansas City to Los Angeles Tuesday, Ann No sat on a plane for nearly 12 hours. No told the Kansas... Oh. No told the Kansas City Star it was a bleep show, describing the experience as her worst day ever as a traveler. The newspaper reports that passengers on the Delta flight were allowed off at times to buy food. The plane backed out of the gate several times, but never took off. The problem appears to be kind of like, oh, oh, we're just kidding. We're just kidding. We're not leaving yet. The problem I would not uh, I would not handle that well. Well, it was apparently an ice storm, which prompted dozens of flight cancellations and delays, wreaking havoc on travelers trying to depart from Kansas City. Uh, no sat on the Delta plane from 6.30 Tuesday morning until about 6 o'clock that evening. The next morning, her Delta flight was delayed again, so she booked another flight that left at about 5 p.m. the next day. Oh my Delta, for her trouble, gave her a $100 voucher. Oh, that's You're almost, joking. That might be more of an insult. The, the voucher might be worse. Delta later issued a statement in which it apologized to customers oh, sure. yeah. whose flights were disrupted due to... You know, I had a flight recently oh, that was delayed at just a couple of hours, yeah. and you I had to kill somebody. And I, and I got to stay in the concourse, right. you know, with, with you know, with a, a three year old that wasn't handling it nearly as much as I was. But twelve hours on a plane, on a plane, oh. <laughs> no place to go. That would, would not huh? that would, well. and those spacious bathrooms that you, you know, can't use. So what I don't understand is yeah. if they knew at hour two, like uh, this isn't going to happen. Yeah, why exactly. not let everybody well, off? Right. Uh, the, in a longer version of this story, that's exactly what she said. She yeah. said. Obviously, they already had some idea what was going on. Why didn't they? Uh, oh my schedule. You know what I like to do? Ahead. The only thing that would save me is if I was sitting next to Joe. <laughs> Joe's Wait. a worse waiter than all of us combined. <laughs> I was going to say that would save you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Johnny. We're you back. <laughs> The off-air conversation's way better. I don't know why Mike's were off, right? Yeah, I hope God, I okay. hope so. Dave Dahl, my good friend. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this one out there. I yeah. was walking through Stillwater this morning. Yeah. And a guy says, Well, how's Kim doing? <laughs> Shut up. No lie. No lie. And I said, No, you got the wrong guy. Uh, context for the listeners, gentlemen. That's Con- my domestic boss. Oh, he thought you were cold. I, they thought I was cold, man. I, I, I looked at him and I said, gee, you think I look that bad? No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Or you were out with Kimberly. Let me, well, that, that could have been it, too. No, no, no. Can't fault a guy, Dave. She's hot. I get it. All right, well, hold on, because oh I'm going to be funny. the unbiased observer here, Dave, and I want you to be 100% honest with me, okay? okay. Promise you'll tell me the truth. I will. Is that a good thing or a bad thing that you were mistaken for Coles? That's a bad it's thing. It's always okay. a bad thing. You don't even have to ask. That's a bad thing. Dave, no. that, well, I've told this story, Dave. I'm sorry, I'm going to chew up a little bit of your time, okay? Okay. I said to Dave, wherever I go, doesn't matter, but in particularly the Stillwater area, 
<laughs> the first thing, hey, you're Jay from Channel 5. Yeah, and you kind of feel good. You like to think somebody likes your work because most of my work people hate because I'm picking on somebody. And they'll go, if I had a nickel for every time this was said, do you know Dave Dahl? <laughs> yeah, I know Dave. Let me tell you a story about Dave. They then launch into a story. Everybody's got a story about Dave. Yeah, that's too Everybody. bad. Everybody. I know. And well, most of them are all good. So and it's because you you're impossible not to love, Dave. Oh, that's well, why. You guys are so sweet. I, yes. had, I, had a guy just, I had a guy just three days ago, same thing. I, I, I tell you, do you know Dave Dahl? Yes, I know Dave. Fourth grade, he came to my class. What a nice guy. Yeah. When I was in fourth grade. That gives away my age And now right I'm about to retire. And now yeah. I'm about to retire. Yeah. All right. All I'm right. Sorry. Go ahead, Dave. Go sorry have, about that. That's all right. We have some snow on the way. Snow is already uh, moving through southern Minnesota. It's going to arrive here in the Twin Cities probably around 3, 3.30, mm. and uh, pick up a little bit right around the rush hour. So it's going to slow things down. Be prepared. You might want to leave a little bit early uh, from work. Don't tell me. I mean, the boss, I yeah. hope they're not all going to get <laughs> mad at me, but um, that might be a good idea. Two to four inches of snow overnight tonight, maybe a little bit more in a few spots. Uh, tomorrow, then, some flurries in the morning, 32 for the highs, so it's going to stay mild. Saturday, though, a little bit bigger deal. Four to eight inches of snow possible hey. on Saturday. Yeah. On top of what we're getting tonight, 32 for the high on Saturday. Sunday, 32, it uh, tapers off to flurries in the morning. And then Monday, 34, 37 on Tuesday, 38 for Wednesday and Thursday. A nice little warming trend next week that's going to start to melt this stuff. Good. Yeah. 20, 26 <laughs> uh, right now. I'll be back right. in an hour. Hey, thanks, Dave. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, do you like the cab, main cabin masters? I've, I've never seen about, the show. Okay. I just had to throw this out. Do I need to take a break right now? Uh, you got about a minute or two. I got a minute or two. Yeah. Perfect. Because I couldn't be more excited I about what tell. I've got coming up at 2 o'clock. My favorite television show, and I don't have favorite television shows. I just don't. <laughs> but this one I do. It's on the DIY network. I, I had to even kind of refresh my memories to what channel and network I watch on because I record it all the time. It's called Main Cabin Masters, Mondays. Nine o'clock. As a guy time. that works in TV, should you be admitting that? <laughs> what? That I, I just record. I don't even know what channel it's on. <laughs> I, I mean, be, we all do it. I have it. to be truthful. We all do it. <laughs> I, I do anyway, know I'm what's sorry. on Channel 5. So you're excited for Main Cabin Masters. Yeah, and I do know what's on at 10 o'clock on Channel 5. There you but go. But anywho, uh, Main Cabin Masters. These guys, Chase Morrill and his family and then his little crew, it's obviously set in Maine, but uh, the way they go about their business, and they're a cast of characters. They're, they're great. And... Uh, the work they do, they go in and do, they take on cabins, not the McMansions, not what I wouldn't consider a cabin like I grew up with cabins. These are true little historic main cabins. They go in and for budgets of twenty to thirty thousand dollars, cool, come out with the most incredible. You, it actually, you know what I think I like about it? It gives one eternal hope. That there's a chance. But that's attainable. For, that's attainable. Yeah, right. If I could figure out how to get that land on that river so, or so, lake. But. Be, because I'm not uh, I'm not an addict to the so show, but cool. I love stuff like this. Because, you know, she and I, we were HGTV, the Fixer Upper show. I, love I love all this kind of stuff. You'll so, love it, man. Let me ask you. So you're saying budgets of 20 to 30. That's are these it. properties that these people already own? Or already is, own. For okay. the most part. They're usually historic. So most the of them are remodel projects. They're remodeled. But, okay. but these are rundown cabins built sometimes at the turn of the century or older. Cool. or Late 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever, and uh, dilapidated. But, the, you know, Grandma and Grandpa built them, and now we okay. want to keep them. And what do we do for twenty to 30000 You think, oh, man, not much. Firewood. And Chase and his, yeah, they go, it's a great, great show. I'm going to turn you on to it. You're going to love it. Uh, I'll be right back after this, okay? You know, I'm, I'm a, uh, uh, it's 
Five minutes to two, and I told you I got something coming up at two. Main Cabin Masters. If you're a fan, you're going to love the interview I've got coming up. And if you're not a fan, stay, listen, because you'll start watching the show. It's that good. I'm with Joe. You know, uh, I heard him the other day talking to you guys how he wants the big. He goes, where's the arrow? I can't find the arrow on this machine over here. He wants the big clown black arrow. Oh he's, but he's on to something because it is a white arrow against that white. I, I will give him. Yeah, yeah. I, I will cut him some slack because on that one, because I'll use that screen when I do the beer Ooh. show. And it is tough to find yeah. where it is uh-uh. at times. I because Rook, I, thank God you're here, not Rookie today. Because because <laughs> Rookie says, "Well, you can hit those on your own, you know, in there. You don't have to wait for me." And I'm like, no, "Rookie, I, I can't." Find you're a TV guy. I'm not going to allow that to happen. Thank you very much. Sorry. And I can't find it anyhow. And then I was going to share with you briefly. What time I got to be out here? I'm uh, you I got, got about two and a half minutes. Two and a half minutes. Okay, your hat. I'm going to tell the audience about this. Oh, you, you've got the old school San Diego Padre. Yep. I'd guess circa. That ain't the 70s when they came into being. That's like 80s. I think this was, uh, I looked at the the, the, the tag. It was 79 to 84. There so, you something, go. something like that. Okay, so I was yep. close. I was the guessing. Steve Garvey era I of the Padres. I was guessing the 80s when, yeah. they, when they beat the Cubbies in 84. Yep. So I was in San Diego last week. That's why I bought this hat up. Yeah, it's a gr- I love it. I, yeah. I love the old school stuff. And that, that I'm like, oh, that's better than what they got now. It doesn't match anything I own. No, but that's but I don't care. No, that's yeah. what makes it so cool. Right, right. Uh, in fact, the new they got blue now, right? Yeah, it's like a they uh, look like the everybody else. And it's kind of plain. Yep, it looks like everybody else. Yep. When you turned on the TV, you always knew you had the pods on, man. Right. Because of the colors. Now, do you know why it is that? The mustard yellow with the with the tan or the brown brown, and then they had a little bit of orange too yep. on their units. No, wh- why? The owner Ray Kroc, right? Sure. Remember Ray Kroc? Sure. Deceased now. Ray started what? McDonald's. Oh, and the colors really? of McDonald's are the San Diego Padres' original colors. I did not know that. I, when I asked you, I said, "Hey, do you know the?" Because uh, no. their original hats were that brown. Uh, and then the SD on it was that orange. But wait a minute, McDonald's McDonald's, McDonald's is golden arches, but with red in the logo. Back in the day, when they first started, if you went to a McDonald's, the uh, people behind the counter were basically in in the uh, that mustard yellow, brown, and and kind of that burnt orange okay. trim on their on their unis. So it wasn't so much the building; they had the golden arches, which yep. is the color of the yellow. Yep. But the unis on the McDonald's employees were that color. They were that brown with the with the yellow and the orange. See what I'm saying? Hold the pickles, hold, hold the, the lettuce. Yeah, right. If you go back and look at the old McDonald's TV commercials, you'll sure. see those colors on the employees. Huh. And then the golden arches, of course, are the gold and the hat. I don't care what everybody yeah. else in the building says. I can learn something listening <laughs> yes. to you host yeah. the show. Yeah, not, not a lot. Not a lot. But you can learn something. That's and, neat. And uh, if you look at the truly old uh, San Diego hat, uh, it had the orange SD. And no, no yellow on it. Just brown with the orange. If you had the brown with the orange SD, I might have said, how much for that hat? Really? I'm yeah. going to charge you at least triple what I paid for. <laughs> yeah, well, that's okay. That's <laughs> commerce. I like it. Uh, we're coming back. Ca- main Cabin Masters.